What's going on, Badger fans? Really excited about this one. Uh, let's talk to that dude. That dude has been on a couple times, the guy you keep asking me to get back on. Let's go. Let's go on Wisconsin. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Thank you for making this one of your first listens every day. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today to get $150 in bonus bets with your first $5 bet, win or lose. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And we are wasting no more time because you guys are here to hear Brady Collins talk, not me. Uh, Brady Collins is the Director of Football Strength and Conditioning at the University of Wisconsin, joining the show for, I think, the third or fourth time now, um, which is, you're, you're jumping up there in the tier rankings, Brady. <laughs> it's a huge honor. <laughs> Try, just trying to get up there, man. Just want to be the best. I got to get to that number one spot, so. Dude, I, listen, as always, I, I greatly appreciate the time, and I'm just going to jump in because we got a bunch of questions. Uh, the first one I want to start with, man, is there anything going from year one to year two where maybe you and your staff have had to adjust a little bit to the Big Ten or to this different type of, of schedule? Anything that you've made adjustments to in your strength and conditioning program? No, not at all. I mean, again, you know, the way that we train, I think – it sets you up for success. Yes, obviously on game day, but also in life. And again, the way that we train, we're not, we're not trying to, you know, hit PRs on all these great, you know, lifts. We're not trying to, you know, max out all the time on deadlift and squat and bench, you know, even though we do, but like, you know, we always tell the kids the weight, we don't care what you bench and squat. We care about how well you play football. So, you know, the training and the style that we do it and the intensity and the urgency and, the, the whys and the, and the how is way more important than the what. Um, so, no, if I look, you know, just a year, no, I don't think there's anything. I mean, you know, you're, you're definitely dealing um, just coming from where we came from, you know, with much bigger O-linemen, which is awesome. I mean, even now they're way bigger, which is great. And, uh, you know, really I think just a full year, and it's not an excuse, it's nothing, it's just it is what it is, being a part of a program like taking over year one, Yes, it's it's is going to be difficulties. Like you're changing a mindset of the way they train, the way they practice, the way they studied, the way they did anything, and uh, you know I think that kind of showed itself even throughout the year and this and that. And then you know coming in, you you know you preach on leadership and you talk about leadership, and there's guys that you know maybe were leaders or you know are leaders, but in the game of football, you know your best players they have to be your best leaders because, well, if they're their best players, why? Because they work their butts off. Therefore, that makes them a great leader. And they don't have to be the rah, rah, rah guy, but, like, there's a reason why that guy plays so well because he works his ass off. He studies hard. He trains hard. He takes care of his body. That's what makes him play so well. And so I think, you know, going into this offseason um, with a good core of leaders that are just dogs and, uh, you know, setting the tone, like, you know, and the, the kids did a great job last year. Like, again, everything was new. You know, they bought in. They were training their, you know, their butts off and all that stuff. But, like, now it's just, like, different. And, like, if you look around the room, you know, when the guys are training or when we're out on the field or even in the locker room, like, it's just a, a competitive, like, real sense of, like, nah, it's different now. Like, if you're not about that, this probably ain't for you. Well, let me ask you that because, I mean, last year the hype was off the charts, right? I, I mean, from every facet of it. Coming off that seven-win season, the first part of this question is, as a strength conditioning director, uh, how do you measure the success of your program and your guys? Because you're working with guys that aren't seeing the field at times. You're working with guys that uh, maybe have a role in two years. How do you judge your success just from your department? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, 
No, obviously, in, in our realm, our, our number one priority is to maximize the genetic potential and build them for the stresses and, you know, the physical nasty nature of the game of football, like to withstand that, to perform, to continue to, you know, play just as well as I did week one and week five and week eight and week 10. And uh, so, you know, the, the old saying of keeping them healthy, like, okay, there's going to be injuries in football. It happens. But, you know, just looking back at, you know, we didn't have any soft tissues, you know, I'm going to still knock on wood for here moving forward. That's huge. That's a testament to, you know, the way that you train, the way that you take care of your body, the way that you practice, all those things. It's not just, you know, here in the weight room. Um, but, you know, feel, feel, you know, good. Like, is there always more you feel like you can do? Hell yeah. You know, I mean, like I said, it's, it's all the easiest thing to do is, is to develop the body. That's the easiest thing to do. It's the hearts and the minds that that's where true growth and true leadership and really great teams evolve is, you know, a Hunter Wooler's heart and passion being exposed to the whole team. And if you're not at that level, you know, you better be getting to that level. Otherwise, he don't want you around because great wants to be around great. And, you know, when I'm around someone that's not great, I stand out even more. Why? Because it makes me uncomfortable. And so, you know, certain things like that, I think, um, you know, kind of creep into it. But, like, no doubt, I wish I could have had a pillow on Tanner Mordecai's hand when he hit the helmet of Iowa. And mm-hmm. I wish, you know, that big D lineman from Purdue didn't fall on Chez's ankle, you know. You can't play that game, you know. And I think, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of what we do is building the guys that aren't playing, you know, the guys that you're going to start hearing about even more, um, the guys that were in here training every single day, still practicing, but just weren't playing because, you know, they were new or young. And uh, so, yeah, I mean – Feel, feel really good, but obviously always know that there's more we can do. I want to start talking about some of those guys coming in, specifically um, Tyler Van Dyke, because you mentioned Mordecai obviously had that hand injury, the helmet. Uh, what what are the initial impressions with Tyler Van Dyke coming into the room? And then is that speed real? I had someone ask me, did you doctor his miles per hour? No, definitely don't doctor any miles per hour. Um, there's one thing hopefully everybody can learn about me is I'm not gonna I'm not going to feed anybody any BS. Um, because here's, here's two biggest things why I love promoting so much and letting the guys see that, putting it on social media, letting fans see that. Guess who else sees that? The next level. Because, you know, when, when they ask you about guys, they're not asking you what he benches. They're not asking you what he squats. They're asking you his leadership, his toughness, um, how he practices, how he is when he's not around, what's he like when he's up, when he's down. And then they start really wanting to know now, well, what's his highest catapult number? What's the highest velocity he hit uh, during a game? during a practice in the off season. So all those numbers are legit. Like there's no doctoring. There's no lying. Um, Tyler Van Dyke is a, is a great young man. Um, You know, we call him the strength King. Like he's never been a part of a style of training like this. He knows that when we sat down and talked, like I, you know, I gave him the same spiel. I say, Hey man, I want to make this the best year of your life. I want you to be in the best shape physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, um, you know, because coming from where he came from, you know, and it's not a knock, just a little bit different style of leadership, locker room, all kinds of other stuff. And uh, so I think it's kind of a, a breath of fresh air for him here. But also, you know, he's stepping in to an environment now to unlike last year where it was we had to build it to where now it's, you know, established of the way we train, the way we practice. Like if you're not a dog, you're going to stand out even worse. And he's just he's done it the right way. He's kept his, you know, his mouth uh, shut and earn the trust and respect of the guys. Um, works his balls off. He's a great dude. 
and his body's changing. He's a big dude, man. I mean, he is big and he can move. Like, you know, he, he, he jokes around all the time. You know, he's like, they're going to see soon. They're going to see soon. Cause you know, I don't think they asked him to do too much of that in the past. And not like that's what we're asking to do. Nobody can replicate what Tanner Mordecai did. Cause mm-hmm. you know, he's very, very, very different, but um, you know, just been really pleased with him. Really, really pleased. Hey, let me ask you this, because you touched on something that I thought was really interesting. You said you, you met with Tyler and he said, I want you to have the greatest year of your life physically, but also you said mentally, emotionally. What is the, the role of a strength and conditioning coach? And this is actually a question we got from Adam. I've been wondering how strength and conditioning coach navigates the mental health of these young adults. We know that exercise helps, obviously, but sometimes just getting out of bed is a big win. How do you walk that line between maybe not overwhelming them, but pushing them? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when, when you develop, you know, your culture, obviously it starts at the top and it, it's the same. Like, you know, if, if we're tough and we're nasty and we're disciplined, well, that you can say that, but when you press play, you better see that. And no doubt when you're in the weight room, you're going to see that. When you're on the practice field, you're going to see that. And, you know, knowing that I always wanted the weight room to be a sanctuary. I mean, it was for me, you know, when I was younger and it still is. But that these kids, when they come in, you know, no matter what stresses they have outside of this building, it stays there. Because when they come in here, it's the only time they truly get to maximize themselves. Yes, physically, but also mentally. And like I said, emotionally and spiritually. Like, you know, there's a great quote from Henry Rollins talking about, like, you know, the world's going to lie to you. It's going to let you down. People are going to, you know, tell you what you want to hear and all that stuff. And that bar is still going to weigh the same. 225 is still going to weigh the same. 315, 405. Like, the weight's never going to lie to you. So I think, you know, making it an environment that, one, the kids enjoy coming into. Like, even though they know they're going to work their balls off and it's going to be extremely hard. Like, you're going to come out of it feeling way better than you did. And then, uh, you know, just knowing that, yeah, like I said, true true growth and development happens not on the exterior, but the interior. Like, I, I, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face to anybody. Like, I speak at clinics and I always say it. Like, the easiest thing in the world for me to do is change bodies. It is. Like, everybody's body looks way better. They're leaner, they're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. Okay, great. What's their heart? What's their mind? What's their leadership? And to me, that's the biggest thing because, you know, if you just come in one day and your head's down and maybe something happened and I try to just, you know, motivate you the same as I do these other guys, I'm not really developing you and I'm not building that real relationship. Whereas if I do have that connection with you, I can still get the very best out of you knowing which ways, which buttons to push, all that stuff like you know, the old saying that nobody cares how much you know, it's how much you care. And I think that's one thing that I can, you know, stamp because my, my staff and I, like, nobody cares more than, than we do. And we show it daily, you know, um, and in our just everything that we do. That's awesome. That's a great quote, too. All right, we're going to come back really quick and take a break for our friends of the show. I want to talk about a couple of my favorite other transfers coming in. Tackett Curtis, the initial impressions there for the former USC linebacker with Brady Collins. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show. Over at Game Time, Game Time remains the number one source for all your all your ticketing needs. If you want to get some tickets to this upcoming Badger schedule, it is absolutely loaded. So go to Game Time, use our code Locked On, get twenty dollars off, create your account, get tickets to all your sporting events. Go watch BC's boys in action. Go watch some college basketball in, in the Kohl Center, or get theater tickets to Broadway. It's all there on Game Time. You download the Game Time app, you get the cheapest fastest tickets the best selection at the best prices flash deals save on logistical planning you don't have to stress out about it anymore and with our lockdown code you already have the best prices at game time now you can get 20 dollars off as well download that game time app use code locked on you get 20 dollars off 
right, we're going to continue this conversation uh, with Brady Collins. Again, very, very grateful for all the time. Um, I want to go back here to some of the other transfers. We talked about Tyler Van Dyke. Talk to me about the initial impressions with Tackett Curtis. Oh, yeah, he's a dog. I mean, kind of kind of a meathead, loves the weight room, loves training. Um, another kid, you know, raised the right way. Great addition. I mean, good size. He's going to get even bigger. Um, he's explosive. He's fast. And, uh, you know, there's one thing I knew from day one is the kid's tough. I mean, he's tough, tough, tough. So great fit to everything that we're doing here. And uh, can't wait to see him out there in the spring. You know, one of the things his head coach, his uncle, uh, told me was, this is a guy who's probably always been destined to play in the Big Ten. He's got that type of, of culture inside of him. Like, how quickly you said, I already know he's tough. Like, how quickly does it take you to figure out the real ones? Uh, right away. Right away. I mean, it really does. Because, you know, again, it, it can be developed. It can be enhanced. But some of that stuff is just innate in you. And it's, you know, it's who you are to your core. It's in your DNA. That's Tackett Curtis, man. I mean, he's he's got that. Talk to me about, uh, speaking of transfers, a guy I talked to you about last year, Jake Renfro came in, and obviously that was not the year kind of Badger fans expected. I'm sure probably not the year he expected. Um, a, how difficult is that for a competitor like Renfro to come in and then basically not be able to play until the end of the year? Oh, extremely hard. I mean, I know Jake very well. Obviously came with us from Cincy. Kid is an absolute dog. He's an absolute dog. I mean, he started as a true freshman. He's played against Alabama. He's played against Georgia. He's played really well against those teams. The brights are not too big for this kid. Um, he's so smart. He's so tough. He's so strong. He's so athletic. And, you know, coming here last year, he was a little bit heavier than he always had been. And he kind of had a little minor setback in the winter. All good. He gets back spring, has a little ankle roll. But, again, it was always kind of like his body weight was, you know, a little bit too much for where he always played really well at. So, you know, got him back under that. Obviously, it was hard during the season or just at certain points to kind of get him back in there into the flow of things with just the way the season was going. But no doubt, we all saw what it's like. You know, and that's not a knock on Tanner Bordellini at all. I love Bord. I love, love Bord. I mean, it's like a son to me. But, um, you know, you could just tell in that in that bowl game, I mean, those snaps were on point. He did a great job. Um, you know, you want that guy in the middle to be to be a dog, and he is every bit of that. So I'm so excited. So proud of him. He's having an unbelievable offseason. Uh, the O-line is just, I mean, it's night and day different from what they were last year to what they were two two weeks ago. I mean, they are just a pack of hungry dogs that are just, I mean, making their stamp and their presence known every single day in every which way. I always feel like that that center, that pivot is so key to a line. And then I, I wonder, you mentioned like Bordelino was like a son to you. I feel like you probably have a bunch of guys who are like sons to you. What was that moment like seeing him out there against uh, – not Bordellini, uh, seeing Renfro out there against LSU? Like, what did that feel like oh, for you to come back? It was awesome. I mean, you know, everybody everybody kind of was, you know, maybe saying, they're like, oh, are, were you surprised? And kind of like I just said, I was like, hell no, I'm not surprised. I, like I said, I've seen him play against Alabama. I've seen him play against Georgia. Like, really, really well. Like, nothing surprised me about the kid. He's – again, he's everything you want. In an O-lineman, especially at center, tough, smart, strong, dependable, all those things. He just had a bad little string of injuries there where, you know, a knee and an ankle and all that stuff, the hip. I mean, the the COVID year when we played Georgia in the Peach Bowl, I mean, he played the whole year with, like, a bad hip. So, like, he's tough as shit. Um, and that was his true freshman year. So, you know, or that was the 21 year. The COVID year, he got, like, uh, he got sick right before the game, so he didn't play, but... Yeah, no surprise on our end at all with that kid. 
Let me ask you really quick about a couple of other uh, transfers. Leon Lowry, one of the first guys to pop into the transfer portal. Love the frame. What, what have been the impressions with him? Great kid. Great kid. And again, I think, you know, that, that BS he went through that everybody saw on social media and all that stuff, I, I, it didn't affect him one bit. You know, I think that's kind of a sad thing that happens in this day and age is, you know, people trying to take advantage of young kids and, you know, especially kids that might come from certain households that don't have uh, leadership or, you know, the right guide and, you know, thankful it all worked out and so thankful he's here because he's, he's awesome, great attitude. Um, he's 250 pounds already, he moves really well, he's strong, he's vibing with the guys, he's providing great value. And, uh, is, yeah, been very, ble- very, very blessed and appreciative of his of his uh, work. Yeah, I've mentioned one of the things. I think it shows a lot of maturity, too, to go back to where, you know, a lot of people I think would probably have, I don't know, too much ego to go back to a place where they were and they decommitted for whatever reason. Like him coming back, I think, shows actually a lot of maturity on his part. 100%. And, and you know, that really in this world of NIL and all that other crazy stuff, it still is truly about relationships. And knowing where you're going, yes, everybody's going to have a weight room and the facilities and the cafeteria and all that stuff. And some might be shinier than others. You peel all that back. It comes down to who's developing that young man every single day. Who's around him? What type of men are they and women that are going to be, you know, people that are going to be someone for him to count on, to rely on, to be there for him when he needs them, to kick him in the butt when he needs it, like, that's truly what it comes down to. And I really think that's why in the end, no matter all that BS that happened, that's why he's here because of the relationships. He knew he belonged here and he trusted the people that were here. That's awesome. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of the, the early enrollees. And you mentioned a couple of them on the Believe podcast as well, which is a really good show that people should go check out. Um, you mentioned Kevin Haywood and, I, you know, hitting some marks for, for freshmen that you guys track. And you said he was at the top of the charts. I think you said, was it Haywood and Cumberly both were? Yes. What, yeah. what does that actually mean in context? Like, what what is that? Why should fans get excited about that? It's just, uh, you know, it's a power index. So it's just a fancy formula. You take their body weight, you take their vertical, and, you know, their broad jump, and you just kind of put it into a formula, and you get a power index, right? And it's, you know, your day one testing. So, you know, the first time they're with us and we're teaching them and evaluating everything, and they go through a warm-up and all that stuff, well, their power index came out to be the two highest that I've ever, ever seen for any alignment I've ever been around, including Jake Renfro, like slightly above Jake Renfro. And that's amazing because to be 6'8", like Kevin Haywood, to already put on 12 pounds of lean mass, to be able to bend and move as well as he does, now he's getting bigger and stronger. And then Coverly, who was, you know, already coming in at like 313, but now it's 315, looks totally different, and he's moving extremely well and strong and just like – and those kids do not look like freshmen. I mean, Cubberly's 17 years old. Haywood just turned 18, and we call him Woody and Cub. But, uh, you know, they train with the older O-line guys. They fit right in. They have no choice because they maul them. But just so, so impressive. They are such good young men. They've been raised the right way. Very, very um, thankful that their families entrusted us with the development of them. Again, I tell everybody, it's something I don't take lightly. And, uh, man, is, is the future bright for those two in our program. Talk to me about him. We had a uh, Heiberger on our show as well. I, I loved him. I love Tommy him. Turbo. Yeah. I, I talked to his head coach, uh, and you, you called him Turbo. Yeah. What kind of upside does that young man have athletically? To the moon? I mean, man, he's he's twitchy, he's fast, he can bend, he's strong. 
Um, his body's growing, you know, he's, he's a big, long kid and, you know, who knows what, what the good Lord has in store for him. He might grow two more inches, he might grow three, he might not, but that's fine. We're going to maximize everything else. Like he is a great young man and been very, very impressed with Tommy Turbo. Somebody else maybe that, that we haven't talked about who, is there another early enrollee? I'm sure that you could list a bunch. I'm not trying to say just one, but is there another guy, either early enrollee or transfer that's come in and really just like, you love this kid. Big earn. Ernest Willer is an unbelievable human being. Holy cow. Um, he looks like a, he looks like a four year guy right now. I mean, he's come in, he's great attitude, great work ethic. Um, unbelievable job. Big Earn's doing, uh, Rob Booker is a guy that has really impressed me, you know, just knowing of him cause he's from my hometown or I should say I'm from his hometown now in Wanakee. But, uh, you know, just remember seeing him in the past, like, you know, he's really skinny and I was like, oh man, he's going to be like a baby deer when he gets here, which is fine. It's our job to develop that. But he come in, man, he's just, he's got, he's got this toughness and his grit to him. And yes, his body's changing, but like I said, his heart and his mind, and he's really impressed me. Um, you know, transfer wise, all those guys are doing an unbelievable job. Um, that Tyrell Henry kid can move. He's a, he's a little shifty speedster, great kid, great attitude. Um, I can't say anything bad about him because, you know, the, we know the coaches knew what they were doing. It's not about just bringing in guys. It's about bringing in the right ones. And I think what's even cool is, you know, and it's not a knock on the guys that came last year because obviously those guys are bowling too. Will Pauling, Bryson Green. Yeah. We can keep going. Um, but like I said, a full year in, those guys coming in, knowing what we want them to come into with guys leaving for whatever reason or going to the pros, whatever it may be. Like, it's just, yeah, it's got a different vibe right now, and it's 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 nice. Dude, your energy jumps off the screen, man. I love it. <laughs> we got to take one more quick break. Um, again, we will run out of time before we run out of questions with Mr. Brady Collins. Uh, but we will come back and talk a little bit more, take your questions. I got a bunch of questions from people listening to the show, Brady. So we'll come back with that. But first, okay. a quick break for our friends of the show over at FanDuel. FanDuel remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Your number one source for a sports book. It's the official sports betting um Sports book for the NBA, the NFL, for the Lockdown Network. It's all there over at FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. Get your new offer. Any $5 bet nets you $150 in bonus bets for new customers. Win or lose. Please do it responsibly, as always. But it is a great way to make your weekends a little bit more, your sporting events a little bit more. Again, NBA is going on, college basketball, baseball is going to get geared up pretty soon. You can find all that action over at FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. Again, the official sports betting site of the Lockdown Network. Get all your action there, every sport, plus parlays, teasers, futures. It's all there over at FanDuel, FanDuel.com slash Lockdown, the official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NBA. All right, let's get Brady back in here. Coach Collins, again, very, very gracious um, to, to share some time with us, as always, makes us a little smarter. I want to bang out some of these questions we got from people. Actually, I want to start here. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about Tretch. Dog. Absolute yeah. dog. Absolute dog. Yeah. Again, just you saw it day one when he got here and he, you know, when he got here in the summer, he, he kind of had like a little foot issue, but you know, he was tough. He didn't really think much of it. And then, you know, he was like, man, something is up with my foot. So that's when he got his foot fixed, you know, which sucks because it kept him out of camp and all that. But, you know, he's just such a competitive driven, highly motivated, you know, determined young man that, he trained his butt off he, when he was back in practice. He was doing everything, and then he made his opportunities count when they came. And obviously we saw it. I mean, he, he makes things look effortless. Uh, he's an absolute competitor. He is, man. I'll, I'll take that kid every day. 
Um, here's a question. This is a, if you were to pick four guys on the team to have a WWE tag match, tag team match, who would the four guys be? Oh man, a tag team. So two on two. Two on two. Um, whew. okay, I'm gonna go Preston Zachman on defense because he wrestled. And um maybe either Cheney or Nolan Vills is a, a young or Jamel Howard. Because he wrestled. Yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Jamel Howard and Preston Zachman. And then on offense, I'm gonna go um, let's see. Man, that's tough. Joe Huber, because he'll win anything, he'll beat anything up. And yeah, probably Tretch or Will Pauling. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great answer. Um, any other quarterbacks? This is from John B. Any other quarterbacks uh kind of showing out in the gym in the weight room? Oh yeah. I mean, I think it's really cool, like a guy like Braden Locke. I mean, just Totally different than what he was last year. I mean, he came in here and he looked, you know, again, I'm not disrespecting, he just looked like a, um, like an underdeveloped, you know, little boy. <laughs> I used to call him, I was like, you're my sweet little blonde boy. Like, but uh, great. I mean, just his, his personalities, you know, out there, he's more open, he's more vocal, uh, you know, not saying he's more comfortable, but like he is, but yeah, he's still uncomfortable because he's growing, but, you know, doing a great job. Nick Evers, obviously extremely athletic. Um, doing a great job and, uh, you know, and then you get young Mabry in here who, yes, he was every bit of, you know, a baby, baby freshman, but he's really starting to turn the corner now, you know, his body's starting to adapt because it does, it takes certain guys maybe a little bit longer to start really adapting. Like, and that's, that's our job, like to not force it to, I mean, even though we do sometimes, but to, you know, let things evolve as they evolve to not put them in a situation that's going to hurt their genetic potential. And so I think Mabry's really starting to turn a corner right now where, you know, he's training hard, he's running better and, you know, just providing, you know, that leadership that you need, even as a young guy, because let's face it, if you're a quarterback and you're not a leader and you're not tough, you're going to have a rough, rough life. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is from Rajiv. Uh, when new guys come into your program recruits, uh, do you need to make wholesale changes with all of them? Is there a percentage of them that come in doing things similar to the way that you do them? Oh, I mean, I'm sure there are, you know, I mean, uh, it's, it's kind of funny cause you know, like when we, when we got here last year, everybody's, you know, in awe of Will Pauling and, um, Quincy Burroughs and Jake Renfro and Joe Huber. And it's like, guys, that, that's what they know. They were born under us. Like that's all they know is to train this way. So now it's seeped into everybody, but, um, you know, no, I always tell everybody that comes in, you know, Hey, no disrespect, but like, you know, things are going to be different. Whatever you did before. That's great. I don't really care. This is the way we do these. And the reason why is because I care about how well you play football. Everything that we do is to make you a better football player and man. So, you know, if you used to do it this way, hey, this is the way we do it. We don't like, you know, jump on them. It's just, you know, we take them through the course and educate them and teach them the proper ways. And maybe you used to do an RDL with this technique. Okay, well, we do it like this at here, you know, so um not not i don't make any changes to to ours but we're our program's always evolving we're always changing um you know adding new wrinkles doing anything it, it can to make make our program better give me a uh standout player maybe outside of the transfers the, the freshman who, who's a returning guy maybe a second or third year guy that's really been popping for you um hmm it's tough there's a lot of them um nice year for queen uh, so, you know, he got to us in the summer and he couldn't really train cause he got to us like mid summer and he was coming off a shoulder injury 
And so he really didn't get to train with us. Like he was limited, modified, like we trained him, but like he couldn't get a full deal in. And then he got healthy enough for camp and all that stuff. And then obviously he plays and he, you know, might've played the whole year, maybe like maybe 180 one time. And now, you know, he's walking around, he's 187, he's getting bigger. He's, he looks totally different. So, you know, he's faster, all those types of things. Um, Quincy Burroughs, again, kid that was just so young and raw. And you just always knew there was so much greatness in him. And now it's really starting to kind of seep out. Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys. I don't want to pinpoint those two, but th- those guys definitely do stand out. Well, and Burroughs is somebody you mentioned to me last time you are on the show last year as, hey, just maybe put a pin on this guy. But in a couple of years, think about this guy. Oh, yeah. Huge. Oh, yeah. And again, you know, just the more his confidence keeps building because he's got such a great personality. Like, I mean, training with him is an absolute like it's a vibe because he's going to push you. He's going to grind you. But he's having fun. He's vibing with the music. He's laughing. But he works, man. And, you know, he's so competitive. He's fast. He's big. He's strong. I mean, yeah, good things are coming for him. Let me ask you this really quick. I'm curious what the vibe on the guy. And you mentioned Chaney in the, the Tay team match portion. What What is the vibe of guys when you bring a bunch of portal dudes in? Like, so obviously linebacker loaded up this year, right? There's no secret there. Chaney played a ton last year. Um, what What's the vibe of a guy like him right now? Where's he at? He's awesome. He uh, he was one of the guys that I, I had to postpone this because, you know, we we're meeting because we love, you know, just getting together, talking. And then, you know, a 10 minute meeting turns into like 45 minutes. Um, the kid is an unbelievable human being, raised extremely well. Shout out to his family. And just again, he's he's really growing um, from from the heart. Like he really is like his, his passion, like, like Hunter Wool, his passion is starting to be felt by everybody. Like he was unsatisfied with the way. You know, certain guys were last year with the way he played, with the way others played, like just with everything. But he felt like he couldn't really say anything because he wasn't one of the leaders where it's like, no, dude, you played really well. Why did you play well? Because you worked your ass off for it. Therefore, you can be a leader. And so now, you know, he's entrusted and been, you know, empowered in a leadership role. And he's doing all the right things with it. Like, you know, just, you know, being hard on guys, right? Maybe making guys feel uncomfortable and, you know, telling your best friend, you know, hey, you got to get your shit going, like, in a way, you know, like, that's what it takes. He wants to be great. And, you know, we talk about that all the time. And I'm like, dude, I love that. And if you're not here, if you're in this program and you don't want to be the best, you shouldn't be here. And that's what you're starting to see now. And, you know, he knows the only way he's going to be the best version of himself is he has others around him pushing him to be the best. And I kind of always speak on this. And, you know, I love CJ Getz and I will forever appreciate him for the one year we had with him. But good Lord, do I feel for him because, Every single Saturday, he had to play so many reps because there weren't enough guys in his room to provide production with reps to give him a break, to give him a breather. So I always use, you know, like every Saturday, he'd play his balls off and then he'd, you know, kind of just, and then Sunday kind of recharge, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, oh, game day, I can play again. You can't do that. You can't be successful if you don't have guys that can step in and provide value. So he appreciates that. He knows that. Like, we're building this team around you, Chaney, around Hunter Wooler, around you, James Thompson, like to get pieces in here so that you can provide your production and be fresh and nasty and then get a breather. And then somebody else comes in and does the exact same thing because they don't want to let you down. And they know that's the standard of the room. So, you know, case in point with Jaheim Thomas, Jaheim had a great year last year at Arkansas. And his best year, though, might have been the 21 year with us at Cincy. And he played 50% of the snaps with another guy. Why was that his best year? Because he was fresh. And every time he went in, he was productive and he made plays. Then he got a little break. Then he did it again. And then that other guy that got his reps 
that were sharing reps with him, he was productive. He provided value. That's what you want. You know, that's, that's what you need to have a great team. You can't just have the same 11 guys because at some point they're going to wear down. And God forbid if something does happen, you got to have dudes around you to step up. And I think more so than ever after a full year, that's finally, like, that's established. That's known. And, you know, you can't have guys that just, you know, want to wear the jersey and eat the food and, you know, say they do things. Like, no, it's – this is – I mean, this is not – you know, they don't give awards for runner-up. They don't give awards for, hey, you know, you guys gave great effort. Like, it's win or lose. And that's what it's got to be every single day in this facility, training, academics, practices, sprinting, whatever it may be. Do you notice uh, – this is from 24 Marine. Have you seen a, a noticeable speed improvement? Yes, obviously. I mean, and I think – there's one big outlier in all that. It's called recruiting. Obviously, that helps our jobs big time, right? Like, and again, it's our jobs as well to develop that. Speed, right? Natural, like pure speed is genetics. It is. Like, I can't just touch someone and make them run a 4-3. But in turn, how do you get faster? Number one way, you get stronger. So I think training them in the way that we train them, notice I didn't say what, just the way and the why and the how, it sets them up to be really successful and explosive and fast at their position. And speed is, you know, it's different in each in each phase of the game, whether it's O-line, running backs, wide out, all that stuff. So, yes, I feel like you, you definitely see a huge, huge uh, enhancement from this time to last year. Um, and that could be, yes, the development of our, of our program could be the, um, the recruits that we, you know, we're bringing in and all that stuff, but it's definitely, like I said, yeah, speed is something that you can definitely enhance, and it's definitely being enhanced right now. That's love it. Badge fans going to love that. All right, we'll wrap up here. Ready? This is lightning round. Just quick questions. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Most athletic coach on the staff? Myself. <laughs> I love it. A fast, Literally the fastest player on the team. You line everybody up. Who's, who's going to get fast? Who's going to get to the other side of the field fastest? Oh, man. I mean, so you're talking 100 yards. See, that's where it's different, right, because – and I know everybody. Let's everybody on, always on one sideline. Get to the other. Let's say a fifty-yarder. Oh, uh, it's still Will Pauling, but you know, who knows? Quincy Burroughs with his long stride because he's like six-three. If he gets past you know midfield and he really opens up, who knows? But uh, yeah, I, I can't go against Will. I can't. <laughs> well, if you were gonna do the hundred-yard. Like, what was the first name that would pop in your head? Because it is a little different at that point. That's where it's different, right? That's and again, you know, when we post those things, I love, you know, when people are like, "Well, what's the context of this? Is it twenty? Is it thirty? Is it 40? Well, first off, I would be shot if I ever ran guys like forty-yard sprints like consecutively. Like, that's not really how you should, you know, train for football, especially this time of the year. So a lot of times, those numbers are just from twenties, or like the other day. You know, just the skill guys, so the wideouts, the DBs, they ran a 30-yard sprint. And, again, they're in groups of, like, eight, so there's plenty of rest, all that stuff. But in the tempo and the capacity of which we train, which is the way the game is, I can't line guys up and run 40 yards and all that stuff. But nobody gets out with the acceleration and the burst like Will Pauling. Nobody. And just his strength and his power, it's so explosive. And then Tretch is right there. And then so is Quincy Burroughs. But I think if you really had to, like, open it up, because he's a former track guy, and, like, you know, you were running, like, a 100, it's going to be Vinny Anthony, I think. I just think it would. Just, you know, he's got that stride. He's got that beautiful form. He's a former track guy. It'd be Vinny or Quincy, I think. But Will Pauling still wouldn't let you beat him. That you'd find a way? He'd find a way. I love it. Think of think of all the, the fictional football teams, like every movie. Remember the Giants, remember the Titans, Little Giants, whatever it is. 
Which fictional football team would you most want to be a strength and conditioning coach for? Oh, man. Well, fictional, I mean, the, remember the Titans, that's nonfiction. Well, sure. Yeah, but I'll, yeah. I'll move the team. Sorry. Yep. And okay. there are so mo movie teams? Yep. Movie teams. Oh, man. Varsity Blues. That'd be awesome. You'd be a great fit in that line. They need you oh. in that locker room. Go pack. Go pack. <laughs> I love it. Um, best place to eat in Madison that you found? Oh, man. Naples 15. Okay. Uh, last question here. Have you come around on the gorilla versus the bear debate? No, I'm still standing true to the gorilla. Never look a gorilla in the eyes. I don't think they have enough power, man. But they're strong. They got hands. I get it. Bear has, you know, it's got claws. If it gets into you, yeah, you're done. But here's what I always say, right? Okay, that bear is coming at me and it's opening its mouth. If I'm a gorilla, I could go like this and rip his mouth apart. They're so strong. They're so strong. Maybe that that feels tough to do, probably even for a gorilla. How many? How many Brady Collinses do you need to take on a bear? Oh, my gosh. Uh, four. One for each side. <laughs> Maybe a few more. I love it. I love the yeah. confidence. All right. He is Brady Collins, as always. We are so appreciative of the time, my friend. Um, any any last message for Badger fans before we sign off here? Uh, no, just appreciate, you know, everybody's passion and, you know, support for our guys. Again, that's, that's what we're all about, put, putting stuff out there, wanting to promote them to get the people excited. And I know you said it earlier with the, the expectations and all that stuff. Listen, I mean, that if we came in every single year and we didn't have those expectations, we wouldn't be here. And, uh, you know, we're really motivated. We're really excited for the growth of where we're going and, you know, what we want to do and be. And, uh, you know, I think I just feel like everybody in this building, top down, and everybody outside should be extremely proud of these guys because, one, they're working their butts off, but, two, they're doing it the right way. They're not doing this for – any check as some schools might do. We're not doing it that way. This is, this is still the true American blue collar way. You work hard for everything. You earn everything. And ultimately at the end of the day, good things are going to happen if we keep on that pace. I love it, man. He is coach Collins. This is locked on Badgers. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in as always on Wisconsin.